home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Everybody and welcome uh, to another week's worth of the Ken Miller Show. It's a Monday here. Trent and I with you for the next two hours. Every Monday through Friday, talk, talking local sports with you noon to 2 on 1700 KBGG or your favorite listening device, whether you're doing so live or later on via the podcast. We appreciate you finding us and appreciate you listening to the program. Coming up today, Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. We will check in on the Hawkeyes football uh, with Mark at 1220. They are headed to the Pinstripe Bowl. Uh, at one twelve forty, Bama Bob will be here. We'll recap the weekend, the championship games, and then go into the carnage uh, from the announcement yesterday. Uh, what seemingly took forever, it did. Uh, the playoff announcement, and then the subsequent bull pairings. Uh, Bama will be here twelve forty. Dylan Monts at one twenty. We'll take a look at Iowa State as they get set to head to Memphis and uh, take on the Tigers. In the Liberty Bowl. Trent Condon is here with me, as he always is. Trent, good to see you. Uh, Lots to get to. Your biggest takeaway from the weekend was what? Well, it has to be Alabama-Ohio State. It was the the conversation that certainly dominated from Saturday night into Sunday and then Kirk Herbstreit. And even back to last Tuesday when people foresaw that, you know what, this could be the biggest talker when we get to Sunday, and indeed it was. And uh, a lot of back and forth. I'm a Big Ten guy. Mm -hmm. Not upset. Don't lose by 30 to Iowa in November. Right. Now, to localize it, though, I mean, it was three straight hours of basically ripping on Iowa. I mean, if you look at it from that perspective. You know what? I never did, but okay. Yeah. It was three hours, but you can't lose to Iowa. Right. Well, here's the reality, Hawkeye fan. You can't lose to Iowa by 30. Right. It doesn't happen. I was there. I saw it live and in person. I still don't believe it. Mm -hmm. I've watched the replay a half dozen times. I don't believe that either, but it really did happen. It wasn't Iowa football. This isn't how Iowa football plays. Right, right. <laughs> and to take you back to a year they would, ago. They would, they would show us that the following Saturday when yeah. Purdue came to town. Right. So last year when Iowa pulled the upset over Michigan, mm-hmm. Michigan was number two in the college football mm-hmm. playoff rankings at the time. Do you remember what they dropped to? No. They dropped to three. Okay. You can lose in a night game at Kinnick a Stadium. Close game. By a point. Right. Uh, with a couple of fluky things that kind of go Iowa's way, that seems to happen in Kinnick Stadium at night. You can't lose 55-24. No, you just can't do it's, it, Trent. It's pretty simple. No, it really is. And for the uh, the complaining and the belly aching, oh, Alabama got it again. You know what? You no, know he's a better TV draw? Ohio State. As good as Alabama is, Ohio State. You know who brings more people? Ohio State. Is, is it because of the television contract, do you think? I mean, do you think if it was reversed, do you think if uh, if Alabama wasn't uh, parked on CBS in the in the afternoon and, and Ohio State was over there? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Is, is, do you, are you saying Ohio State's brand shines brighter than Alabama in college football? It does, nationally. It do you think so? more national pull. The TV numbers bear that out. Okay. And, and those but we're are... talking about Big Ten, and Big Ten has, yes. I think, as many alums as, I mean, more than any alums, right, yeah. all over the country. Well, look at Alabama. It's, I think, undergrad enrollment's around 25,000. Ohio State's is over 50,000. Sure. That's to show you right there, just in sheer numbers. So... It's nothing. It's no ESPN politicking here. Slow down. I don't buy it either, Trent. No, the, the conspiracy theories, there's plenty out there. Mm-hmm. Not buying into that. Alabama, was it for this year or was it what they built up? It's what they built up. 
And it might not be fair, but it's the reality. And it's a one loss versus a two loss. Mm-hmm. I get that they're not conference champion, but we've had that before. Yep. Don't have to go back very far to see that before. And, oh, by the year. way, <laughs> who was that team? Um, look, it, it's it's not a perfect system. We know that. It's as close, I think. What I like about what the committee is entrusted to do, they are, and you can, you can argue whether they are following that letter to the T or not. I get that. But they they get together in that boardroom to try and determine the four, and here's the key word, folks, B-E-S-T, the four best teams in college football. Is that subjective? Of course it is. Mm-hmm. However, they've got a poll of ex-coaches. This is, a, this is I, I think that the makeup of the committee is, I think, is as fair as you're going to get. Do you, do you, would you like it to be where nobody gets recused? I mean, Gene Smith had to leave the, leave the meeting. Uh, Beamer's kid had to leave the meeting. I think there was one other that had to uh, recuse himself and wasn't invited back while they were talking Alabama versus Ohio State. So the committee was down, I think, eight or nine at that point. Mm-hmm. But but look, at, you're, you're not going to make everybody happy. We know that. There's not going to be any expansion, I don't think, until this current uh, the bull contracts are up. If you If you want an 18 playoff, and a lot of you do, I'm good with four. I know I'm in the minority, but... Look, I, I I never thought we would get to the point where we're talking a college football playoff, and we're and we're here now and have been for a while. So, I, I'm good with the four teams. If Ohio State would have got in, you know, the the argument would have been, well, this is the first time ever a two loss team has found their way into the playoff. I don't know. So, what we've learned though, more than anything, is all the analytics that are brought in, all the different numbers, the eye test, whatever you want to use. Still, the most important number is what's behind the L column, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like it. If you're an Iowa two years ago, Wisconsin this year, it has to be a zero. Mm-hmm. If you're a blue blood, it has to be a one or a zero. Uh-huh. And if you're at two, it doesn't matter if you lost Oklahoma in the non-conference instead of Mercer. You change that schedule, I think Ohio State would have been in. But the most important number still is losses. Yeah. Does this lead can... us down the road where... Oklahoma, Ohio State doesn't happen anymore? Well, that's fair, Trent. I mean, that, that got brought up a lot. I mean, would you be better off? Look, here, here, here's the bottom line into all of this. And Saban, to his credit, he, he, he seems to be trumpeting this. I know it's easy to say because it's, it's obviously going to be very difficult to do. And, and then scheduling is already, we're already well into the, the next decade. So scheduling, Saban's belief is Power 5 schools should play Power 5 teams, mm-hmm. period. Yep. Period. Everybody should be running the same race. I mean, everybody is running the same race, but if you're going to run the same race, run the same course. Yeah. Right? And and that is, is eight conference games, nine playoff games. When the Pac-12, Big 12, ACC, uh, who am I missing? Not the SEC. Pac- Big 10 are playing nine conference games. The SEC is playing eight. And you get wedding weekend in the South in November. Unfortunately, yep. it's the second. It's the it's the week before rivalry weekend. And I don't know why they do it. I don't know why they refuse to go to nine games. But Saban, Larry Scott from the Pac-12 says the same thing. The commissioner, let's throw out the the non-cons. Let's just start playing Power Five versus Power Five. ESPN would like it. Yes. The television network, all the partners would be all in favor of it. I think that the fans would like it because mm-hmm. there's no Saturday that means less theoretically than the other. Why aren't we doing it? 
When are we doing it? Can we get to that point? Not easy. It's not easy because you have teams that have to play seven or eight home games a year for their budget, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. I think it is. With the, with the, now, there, might, there was a time, clearly. Yeah, yeah. But there was also a time when scholarships were okay because coaches were making 100000 125000 a year. Yes. And that was considered to be, oh, my God, these guys are breaking the bank. They're not worth it. Well, fast forward a couple of decades later, and here we are, folks. We've hit the tipping point now where those conversations about, well, we got to balance the budget. I understand for small business owners in Iowa City, in Ames, yes, you're, oh, sure. you're used to having those seven weekends. Right. But you know what? Until 1998, I believe, was the first year they went to 12. Mm-hmm. Excellent. It was only point. 11 games. You got by then. And you only had six of them at home. Right. But you got this extra game, and now, well, you need it for your bottom line. Well, you're going to have to find a different way. If the difference between you keeping your doors open and closing is one home game, you might need to reevaluate mm. your business model. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what frustrates me when you talk about Iowa's scheduling. Oh, they got to have the seven home games. Well, if the difference between that and what you're going to have with six, you got to find a better way. Iowa State had six this year. Yeah, right. Now, the TV money doesn't trickle down into local economics, but I don't know. That, that's something that just has always frustrated mm-hmm. me is you always hear that kind of, you have to. You don't have to to balance the budget. Right. Ten years ago. Get your pencil back out. Yeah, you were bringing in 10 to $12 million a year from TV money. Now it's 50. Yes. $50 million a year. Right. And that hasn't, that hasn't plateaued yet. At least we don't think it has. That, that $38 million, that's a lot more than Trent, one they're, home game. They're trying to, athletic departments are trying to find places to spend that money. <laughs> so they have to share that money. Exactly. They're, fo- they're, they're, they're focusing on needs that they never thought that they would get. If they had a wish list 10 years ago, there's no way they thought they would get past the first top of those first three or four items on that list. Mm-hmm. Now they're checking it off and they're going to another page full of, with with uh, with lists and wishes on it. Um, re- real quick, pinstripe for Iowa, yeah. Liberty uh, for the Cyclones. Uh, let's start in the order of the games. Twenty seventh is the pinstripe. I, you know what? Honestly, I don't get an overwhelming sense buzz wise. For either school, quite frankly. No, I, I still think there's probably a little more for the Iowa State perspective. Just, sure, just because it's been so long since they've been there. But it's it's New York. And yeah. for a bold destination. And is Boston College really a no. sexy foe? No, not at all. I don't know if there have been an ACT, you know, Louisville, you get Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Maybe there have been a little you bit You really want to play him? <laughs> right, right. That's the other part of it. But <laughs> right. at least a little bit more buzz. But it's Boston College. I mean, they're just they're boring. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Iowa. Yeah. Limited I watched them once. I watched them on a Friday night not too many weeks ago dismantle Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah. When everybody was. I think Florida State was a three-point favorite or slight favorite in the game. I thought the wrong team was favored in the turn. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. It was a blowout. It was awful. Awful game. Yeah, they, they've got better. I know they've had a lot of injuries kind of reading up on them over the last day. Um, had a lot of injuries. I think 10 of their starters from the beginning year were out their final game. So they've been working through that, but... I mean, this this thing's got thirteen ten written all over it, right? I mean, yeah, probably so. Oof. Boring, boring, boring. Well, look, here, here's the bottom line for this game. Uh, what What's as critical as anything is find a way to stop this skid, yes. right, of losing yep. your final game of the year. Mm-hmm. 
put this one in the win column. Finally, I don't, you know, I'm not a big believer in the momentum into the. I'm really and truly not. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think if you win a bowl game that those, you know, two plates on the end of each barbell is is going to make it a little easier to, you know, to get another rep in whether you win or whether you lose. I, I'm just. I don't think momentum carries over. Some people do. I'm. I'm look. I don't know. I never played bowl game. I'm not <laughs> sure it would. I'm not sure either. Either way, I think you can make the case. Um, but but for in Iowa's sake, there's just been these things are adding up, right? It, it's find a way to win your last game of the year. Opponent wise, says you you should. I mean, there, there's no reason you shouldn't beat Boston College. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it's yeah, it's Boston College. They're, this is the one that you look at and say, all right, enough of that. Mm-hmm. Move past it. It's not. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey's negative. not on this roster. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not Florida with a couple of first round picks running around out there. Exactly. It's. Yeah, they're not very good. No, no. It's not Tennessee uh, with all the athletes that they had. Well, and they they yes. out-athlete them in a big way, and yeah. that was very apparent very quickly in that football game. Iowa State, conversely, like I get the fact that, uh, that, that I think the majority of Cyclone fans wanted to play another Power 5 school. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, the home game against, like, I, if I'm the, the two teams, if I'm a Liberty player, I'm a Liberty player. If I'm a Memphis player, I'm PO'd. I got to stay home. Right. You know, if you're a senior, this was your last opportunity to take a bowl trip. What are you going to do bowl week? You've seen everything in that city. You're just going to be in a hotel right. in the town that you know. Right. That That's no fun for no, these kids. Not at all. It really isn't. Uh, I, you can drive to the game. That yep. has that going. But the last time Iowa State was in a bowl game, they were in this city. They played in that stadium. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, same kind of thing. Not the buzz. Of course, I think everyone was hoping for, most people, was Orlando. Florida mm-hmm. bowl game. Mm-hmm. Get to see it. And there was a possibility maybe it'd be Warm weather. Yeah. Certainly warmer. Warmer, yes. Yeah, all those things. And it kind of, ugh. We're, I remember the big we talk. Yeah, the last time, did you go to the Liberty Bowl? Did not. I no. didn't either. But but uh, Brinson and Joe Quinn went uh, for the for the afternoon show uh, oh. down the dial. And the biggest talk <laughs> was how cold it was there. Oh, really? <laughs> Just how miserable the weather was. Yeah. I, rem- I remember the boys uh, <laughs> squawking about that. But but look, you're, you're in a bowl game. It's drivable. I think Iowa State fans will show up even though, sure, they were a little bit disappointed. It seems like yesterday is, is the consensus. But... You know, hopefully they'll get over that. I'm sure yeah. that they will. Uh, we plan on being there, uh, all things being equal and health wise, etc. cetera. Uh, we, we hope to broadcast from uh, Memphis 27th, 28th, and 29th, so Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll be down there. Both of our shows, we don't know where yet, but yep. uh, we're working on those details. I already got my place. I'm locked and loaded. There's no refund. Okay. So I will. So you will be there. I will definitely be there. We pulled the trigger. Yesterday at about well, you see, that that was the other thing, Trent. This thing went on and on and on and on. Started at eleven. Started at eleven o'clock in the morning. By about eleven twenty, uh, Reese Davis kept tell- Reese Davis, right? Yeah, Reese yeah. Davis. He was the host. He kept telling us, "Well, we don't know the we don't know the playoff teams yet. Our graphics guy's going to get them first. He'll take about ten minutes to build the graphics. Then and only then we'll be able to unveil the four playoff teams." So they bantered and bantered and bantered. Uh, at one point when they made the announcement, I don't know if you saw this or not, but they came back to the set, Kirk Herbstreet, when it was announced that Alabama's in, Ohio State graduate got up and left the set. Now, it wasn't wasn't long. He was very quickly back in his chair. But it's it's ironic because I think that when they, when they went, went across the team, wanted to cross the panel, okay, before we unveil it, who do you think's in? All right, who do you think's in? Who do you think's in? And I think Herbstreet said it's going to be Alabama. Yes, yes. 
And then Ohio State's or Alabama's name gets announced in Herb Street. I don't know what he was doing. Was it for show? Was it? I don't know. I don't know. It was weird. Yes, it was. It was very odd. Odd. Yeah. I don't know the reasoning behind it either. You think we'll find out? You think mm. Herb Street's a pretty upfront yeah, guy? Yeah, he is. I agree. I, I agree with you. There. And you know the question is going to come up at some point. Sure. You know, we'll see. I hope we do find out what it was. Maybe just had to go to the bathroom quick. Yeah, I, and then Bruce um, Bruce Feldman, right? Starts. Uh, he was as he was actually ahead of anybody else. Now it was nothing official. Mm-hmm. You couldn't pull the trigger based on a tweet because you know you think that this guy's pretty credible, but you know the slow trickle one after. I mean, just come on, Brett McMurphy. Get to it. Do you see uh, Brett McMurphy, formerly of ESPN. Right, Steve Levy's tweet, yeah. Yeah, he breaks the story our... of Frost leaving yeah. our very own. Mm-hmm. Well, not anymore. Hey, so. you know what? There's a lot of criticism that came ESPN's way. I don't remember that. Was it Quinn Kesniak, maybe? I don't know who met the side. Or um, um, or was it McShay that did the Central Florida game on the It was side? McShay. It was yeah. McShay. Uh, got a lot of criticism, and I guess maybe just from Central Iowa fans, for asking Scott Frost on the field. I mean, the story was out there. Multiple yes. reports have Scott Frost accepting the Nebraska job. Mm-hmm. By the way, I thought they got a lot better this weekend. We'll yes. save that yeah. for another day. Um, but but McShay, in the euphoria of the win, asked a couple of questions about the game and then prefaced his question was, Coach, I have to ask you this. Mm-hmm. It's out there. There's multiple reports. And Scott Frost, who, by the way, handled this like a pro's pro. He did. I mean, he got asked this a bunch, and and, and nine out of ten coaches wouldn't have answered the question, just walked away and or went angry about it. Right. Yes, yeah. I mean, that's, it's a story for yep. crying out loud. And good for McShay for asking the question, mm-hmm. but I'm just surprised I mean, could you imagine the criticism coming his way if he didn't ask the question? Oh, right. That And as it was unfolding, that's exactly what I thought. What everybody he wanted to, to hear, right? He has to yes. ask the question. He's not going to get a response, but you have to ask the question. He asked the question. Mm-hmm. Where's the criticism? Well, I don't know. It's it's out there. I, w- I was shocked. There's Twitter for you. Classless. Yeah, I mean, uh, let the guys celebrate with it. But anyways, we'll take a time out. Mark Morehouse will be here. We'll get his thoughts on the uh, pinstripe tomorrow at one twenty. We've got the uh, voice of Boston College going to join us, John Metaperil. We better work on that last okay, night all right. before before one twenty tomorrow. We will uh, go in-depth on Boston College. Again, I saw him play once. Uh, the Florida State game wasn't much of a game. If, uh, it was a great game for Boston College. We'll talk about that tomorrow at one twenty. Uh, Dylan Montz is here today at one twenty. Mark Morehouse is here next. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor and myself, noon to 2, Monday through Friday, 1700 KPGG. The Kansas City Chiefs play here. 1700 KBGG. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9, Des Moines. The Animal Rescue League of Iowa is your local animal shelter. When you give to the ARL, you're providing much-needed care, shelter, and love to Iowa's animals who have nowhere else to turn. This holiday season, consider giving to animals who want nothing more than to find their forever home. The need is now. The need is local. Please donate today at giveARL.org. That's giveARL.org. Thank you. 
Central Iowa Vapors is a family-owned business founded by a mother and a father with two kids all born and raised right here in Iowa. The owners of Central Iowa Vapors said e-cigs worked for them and it was time to share it with everyone. Central Iowa Vapors has helped 79,142 smokers make the switch today. Can you be the 100,000 customer we help? Visit us online at iowaesigs.com for location details. And always remember, it's not smoke, it's vapor. Gentlemen, start your ovens. If you're a chef, a foodie, or a guy who likes to cook, we've got the perfect event for you. Guys Night Out, December 5th from 4 to 7 p.m. at Bolton and Hay. Come enjoy savory snacks and beer tastings while you check out the latest and greatest cooking supplies and accessories. Find the perfect kitchen equipment and utensils. Bolton and Hay, 2701 Delaware, Des Moines. And online at boltonhay.com. That's boltonhay.com. Don't miss Guys Night Out, December 5th from 4 to 7 p.m. We can really make you cook. This is Jake Sweezy from 1700 KBGG. In a car crash, unbuckled passengers can become projectiles and increase the risk of hurting or killing others in the car by 40%. Make zero fatalities your goal. Buckle up every seat, every time. 1908 Draft House is the Metro's favorite sports bar. Dedicated to fans of Chicago baseball, University of Iowa, Iowa State, college basketball, and football. 1908 Draft House serves yummy food in a great sports atmosphere with tons of TVs. With locations in Johnston, Waukee, and Des Moines. And now opening their fourth Metro location in West Des Moines at 50th and EP True. Perfect for lunch, happy hour, dinner, or just to watch the game. Meet your friends at a 1908 near you today. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. The holidays are around the corner, a merry time filled with family traditions and festive celebrations. But it's a hard season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Manda the Panda needs donations for its Cheer Box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of needed items and to learn more. That's amandathepanda.org. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey guys, Trent Condon here from 1700. You've been hearing me for a couple months talk about New Leaf Wellness. I'm on a couple of programs helping me lose weight and it has worked outstanding for me. The two treatment programs that I'm on right now, the GAC and the MIC, helping me with my energy levels, weight loss, increasing muscle tone. It's worked wonderfully for me. New Leaf Wellness has a lot of different programs they can help with guys out there. Low testosterone, maybe you're battling migraines, looking to lose weight, or maybe you just hit a plateau in your workout system. New Leaf Wellness can help you like they've helped me. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. At 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Year right around the corner. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back to 
It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Conner and myself with you uh, every Monday through Friday from noon until 2. Well, let's get Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette, uh, as he joins us. So we take a look ahead to the pinstripe uh, and the uh, week, uh, the weekend's action, particularly the Wisconsin-Ohio State game. Mark, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Good. Uh, well, let's uh, let's go back to Saturday in advance of getting into the um, pinstripe bowl. Ohio State and Wisconsin, pretty good football uh, game, I thought, Mark. I mean, Alex Hornibrook's clearly a liability. Wisconsin has a better quarterback, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Who knows what happens? Uh, but as has been the case with this Badgers team all year long, they certainly get better in the second half of the game. Ohio State was a better team in the first 30 minutes. I thought the second half was probably uh, Wisconsin. They had a chance. They couldn't get the stop when they needed to. Uh, what were your feelings as you watched the Big Ten championship game? It was a very different, I thought, Ohio State team than the one that showed up at Kinnick. It was one that seemed like it embraced a defensive uh, game plan or at least had one. And then uh, offensively, they got the ball more to uh, J.K. Dobbins, which was really important. They established a run and uh, made it, you know, it wasn't a, a powerhouse type of running game, but it was one that, you know, got the job done and uh, against Wisconsin's defense. That was a big deal. And, yeah, you're right. Uh, if you look at Wisconsin, I think Wisconsin is a college football playoff team in a lot of places. Quarterback is not one of them. Uh, maybe Hornybrook will be better next year. Yeah, Mark, uh, Hornybrook mm-hmm. against... Well, it was looking like if they win against uh, the Clemson defense, that Oof. left a lot to be desired. Although the Bucks defense, I thought, was way better than yeah. I remember this year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think, Mark, kind of our vision certainly was clouded what we saw in Iowa City uh, that first uh, first Saturday in November and then the following week up in Madison. Uh, Mark to the pinstripe bowl, and it feels very blah here. But best case, I guess a chance at a good win for the Hawks, right? Yeah, or a win. Um, it's uh, uh, Boston College isn't you know the greatest team in the world. It very impressive second half of the season. Uh, it started out two and four. It's now uh, seven and five, and um, it runs the ball well. Has a good running back. Um, defensively, uh, it's it's I think feels like it's still kind of unfolding for Boston College with uh, Jim Reed moving there, I want to say it was after the 2015 season. So, it was after uh, the Rose Bowl, was Gordon. it not? It was after the Rose Bowl. Yeah, you know, it was a, yeah. so this will be year uh, two, and still feels like it's selling a little bit defensively, but um, to me it's a, it's a blah game, but it's a matchup. It's kind of like uh, Nebraska was. Uh, you know, you're not going to see too many uh, Nebraska teams be as gettable as the one that we saw a few weeks ago at uh, Memorial Stadium. Mm-hmm. I think this bowl game, this matchup, uh, if Iowa doesn't dunk this, then you start to really, where the heck can you put them in a bowl game? Yeah, fair point. What about the venue itself, Mark? Did that? Did you think that you know the Hawkeye fans, if they were, you know, kind of on the fence, boy, we really want Nashville, we, we where we can drive, uh, but. It's New York City, and it's Yankee Stadium. I know it's a baseball stadium, but and I know it's not the original Yankee Stadium, or the iconic, although it's, they're pretty darn close. Um, what, do, do you think that might maybe make a difference as all that it is at Yankee Stadium, just the uniqueness of it all? I don't know. It, it maybe for some people, maybe for some fans, Ken, but... Uh... I don't think for uh, uh, very many fans. I don't, I don't think people, you know, people even my age, you know, 50-ish, 
uh, Yankee Stadium is murky. I mean, you, you, bring, you bring up old Yankee Stadium. Okay, that one I kind of get. Mm-hmm. This one I don't really get, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure venue, a baseball venue does it for football people. And so I, I, people can get past that maybe. Uh, the idea of having a football game in Yankee Stadium is interesting and fun and all that stuff, but, uh, you know, is it must-see? No, it's not. It's, it's a football game in a, in, a, in a baseball stadium, in my opinion. Yeah, it's uh, certainly one that makes a lot of sense. Uh, what do you go through and the weather? How big of a deal is that? It is what, what the fans that you've gotten emails from, Mark, and I'm sure they've been plentiful. Is that the biggest sticking point right now? If you're going to take a vacation, you're from Iowa. You want to go somewhere warm? I think it's not really warmth. I haven't heard that as much as I've heard expense. I mean, it's. Yeah. Mm. New York is uh, in New York. It'll it'll grab you by the ankles and and uh, it'll shake all the coins out of your out of your pocket. <laughs> so uh, good luck with that. And so I, I think maybe more expense, but I, I think Trent. Yes, of course. Uh, the country music and the Nashville would have been perfect for Iowa. The way it goes down now, the Big Ten just doesn't work that way. You know, and a few a few years ago, or pre, I want to say this thing kicked in in 2013. No, 2014 was the first bowls. I, Iowa going to the. Uh, Tax player bowl. Uh, that was a second second tier bowl. I was a seven and five team that year. I'll just say this: it really, your options are limited when you're a seven and five second tier team in the Big Ten. Um, Iowa was looking at, you know, being a, a, the Foster Farms or mm-hmm. um, uh, Music City. So they were looking at those. I, I don't know. I, I think to me, I liked the fact that the old bowl system where Iowa would just jump over teams and go wherever, pretty much wherever it wanted. Mm-hmm. Well, those days are over now. Iowa had an ample chance to jump uh, into the Holiday Bowl conversation. Big Ten wouldn't allow it, or the, it, the Bowl didn't want it. And then the Music City had a chance to pick the Hawkeyes and didn't do it. So, you know, I don't know what that says about Iowa, but not good things, I think, for the most part. Do you have a problem with the conference champion being left out for the second straight year, Mark? Ohio State, as we know, uh, wound up number five. Alabama got the uh, got the playoff berth. Do you have a problem with that? And and what what does the Big Ten need to do? Or, or I mean, I don't know what there is they can do, uh, but uh, should Ohio State have been in the playoff, in your opinion? Um, I think they got it right. I think Alabama was a one-loss team, and I think it came down to Alabama being a one-loss team and Ohio State being a two-loss team. And, uh, boy, the loss to the Hawkeyes yesterday yep. got thrown out a lot, Time. thrown a lot. And it, it was not really flattering for Iowa to be kind of like, oh, my goodness, that loss, uh, you know, <laughs> throwing that tone around it. But I think, you know, talking to the Hawkeyes yesterday, they are like, hey, you know what, uh, play the win the game, and you got to show up at the stadium. And uh, they did that. They took care of their end of things. They didn't a few weeks later, and they, and they really didn't against Purdue. Now, and I think the bowl situation now, they're not being able to call their shot. I think that part of that is losing to Purdue. So, yeah, I think uh, they, they, their bowl situation was shaped by uh, just stuff that, uh, you know, the tearing thing. It just it, it takes the old school out of it, and it makes it a little more confusing. And I think Iowa fans, if any team in the Big Ten is going to get screwed over by this tearing, I think it's going to be Iowa because, you know, Iowa fans travel, and bowl people like that. And, you know, uh, now now Iowa fan has to go where they're told. So that's just you know that's that's one difference from the old days. Well, Mark, uh, as you go through and you take a look at this, uh, Iowa going forward, bowl time is a time where normally you hear about some young guys. Who is a name or two that you're going to be looking and keeping an ear out for 
that's developing, a, a name that is going to be an important cog to maybe next year's team. You want to see if they have a good bull prep here over the 15 practices. There's more. That's 15. Yeah. Homer, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's more like 20, it right? You can do whatever you want. There's no limit, right? Everyone. It's funny that because it was ingrained in my head, too. Everybody's got, I think you get that confused with the spring mm-hmm. where you get 15. Right. Bull always right. had that. Well, you only get 15, but there's as many as you want. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing Ferris said yesterday, you know, everybody's talking about Josh Jackson leaving. And, and that I, I think that probably has to happen. The fact that he's graduating yeah. the spring pretty right. much, I think, tees that up. Um, but beyond that, Ferris kind of was a little bit coy with another name being thrown around. And I have to think maybe James Daniels is at least thinking about really? making that move. Well, I'm just I'm guessing. Right, okay? I don't, got you. Don't go yep, crazy. Ferentz yep. <laughs> um, uh, yesterday made it sound like there was a couple guys making that call, uh-huh. and I, and I just think maybe James Daniels would be a guy who might have that decision just because he's he is a third year player. Yeah, um, he played pretty well. He's you know his career is on that tra- trajectory. I think so. I don't think he would get a, a grade that would make him make that move. But uh, but having all, said all that, mm. I look for number two center now. I, I look at center being a place that you know things have got to move progress quickly. Uh, Keegan Render played there once last year, but kind of like game Cole one, Bamford. right? Yeah, uh, yeah, he yeah he started uh, he started I think game one. Yeah, yeah game Wyoming. one. Yeah, uh, James A was out in Wyoming. So I think Cole Bamward is a guy I look at. Um, I I don't think we'll see much Brandon Snyder, but it'll be interesting to see his uh, how he's doing. Um, beyond that, though, young guys. Uh, I, I look at running. I think a lot of opportunity at running back, mm-hmm. and I think it's time to start writing some names on linebacker because they're all gone. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think it's time to start taking uh, a, a little bit of an inventory on who can do what at that position. When do you leave for New York, Mark Morehouse? I think uh, Christmas Eve, I think, right now. Uh, probably the next few hours, I'll know for sure. But, uh, yeah, Christmas Eve, and uh, it's just me going for the Bulls. Wow. Usually it's uh, a team, Jeez. but uh, this year it's just me. I think uh, Iowa State being a bowl game, Hawass mm-hmm. is going to uh, uh, Memphis, and I think uh, Photog is going to Memphis. For, for me, it's just, it's just me, and I kind of like it that way. But mm-hmm. I hope I can fill the paper. When uh, where will they practice? Do you know? I don't know. Uh, I, I really don't. Um, but asking Ferns yesterday, it's not uh, the team is leaving the twenty fourth too. So uh, to me, it's uh, it's that's that's like an NFL stay. I Almost think. Is, or, yeah. I guess those are shorter, but it's a, it's a very short stay. Uh, they, they will leave the twenty fourth. The game is the twenty seventh. Um, there's some mandatory stuff, but there's not going to be a ton of availability. And, uh, I think Ferentz and New York kind of make it that way. <laughs> Just, there's not going to be a lot of, uh, perfect for them. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, exactly. Perfect for everybody. Yeah. Mark, great stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll call next week. I want to pick your brain on the eight bowl games featuring big 10 teams. Um, we'll do that next Monday if you're, uh, if you're available. Thank you, Mark you bet, Morehouse. Man. Good to talk you to you. You bet. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. You Mark bet. Morehouse. Thanks, man. Yep, you pre- I appreciate you coming on. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. So the team's leaving on the 24th. The game is on the 27th. Yes. Practice on Christmas Day, I guess. 26th, there's a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. 27th, a game. And then you're out of there. So there's going to be no sightseeing, I would think. Maybe. A- They're hitting the 9-11 Memorial. I think that was one well, thing you I saw. you have to, right. Yep. Yep. Uh, that, probably another get-together, kind of a meal type of thing. Maybe that's Christmas night. Yeah. That's about it. 
What when the clones are leaving? Have you heard? I I, don't I haven't. Know. No. Hmm. Well, I'm going to guess earlier than three I, days. I think before. so. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think you're probably right. Uh, Dylan Moss, Maybe he will shed some light on that at one twenty. Bama Bob is next as we continue on here. The Ken Miller Show Monday through Friday noon to two at seventeen hundred KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on seventeen hundred with Jimmy B and TC Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker seventeen hundred KBGG. Are you in the mood for real? Classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. It's the 12 Deals of Christmas on Tuesday, December 5th at 9 a.m. Log on to 1700kbgg.com. Click on the 12 Deals of Christmas banner and purchase the deals you want with half-off gift certificates at... Tuffy's Tire and Auto, where we promise you it's done right, period. We are locally owned and, as always, your dealer alternative. Use Tuffy Bucks on any service. Visit DesMoinesAreaTuffy.com for a list of our services. Then click for a free estimate. Stop by any of our three convenient locations in Clive, West Des Moines, and Ames. The Home Plate Diner, serving the best comfort food around. We offer homemade specials daily and breakfast is served all day. Tuesdays, kids eat free, and Thursdays is free pie day. Two locations to serve you across from the fairgrounds on 30th Street and on Northeast 14th Street, a block north of Euclid. Cute Smokehouse, the winners of TLC's Barbecue Pitmaster Season 2. Cute Smokehouse always has daily specials and made-from-scratch sides and excellent barbecue, too. Find them at 245 East Hickman in Waukee across from Dairy Queen online at KUEDSmokehouse.com. It's the 12 deals of Christmas at 1700 KBGG. The premier college basketball event in the Midwest, the High V Classic, returns to Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines Saturday, December 16th. See the Iowa Hawkeyes take on the Drake Bulldogs at 1 p.m., followed by the Iowa State Cyclones and the UNI Panthers at 3.30. Tickets are available now at highvtix.com, the Wells Fargo Arena box office, any Des Moines or Ames High V location, or by calling 844-55-HIGH-V. If 80 minivans taught us anything, it's that wood grain can make anything cooler. Like the wood grain Bluetooth speaker from Napa for only $15.99. That's a small price to pay for wireless connectivity, great sound, and a sleek finish. So come get the Bluetooth speaker from Napa with wood grain trim for only $15.99. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 12-31-17. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I've never felt more alive. Disclaimer, GEICO cannot guarantee you will feel more alive. You either possess functioning respiratory and circulatory systems, or you do not, or you are a zombie. If you are indeed a brain-starved zombie and you would like to save money on car insurance, the GEICO legal team applauds your excellent life choices, even in your shambling afterlife. But we strongly encourage you to visit GEICO.com or download the GEICO app. Please stay a minimum of 500 feet away from our large and presumably delicious, delicious brains. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? 
Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Greater Des Moines Habitat for Humanity's new Restore is now open in Urbandale. Donations of home improvement items to Restore are sold to the public to support Habitat's mission of building homes, communities, and hope. So donate, shop, and volunteer at your nearest Restore on East Euclid or in Urbandale. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. Not the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG, 120. Dylan Mons uh, from the Ames Tribune will be here. Uh, we will talk to uh, Dylan. Iowa State found out their bold destination. They will be headed to Memphis to participate in the Liberty Bowl. Alabama is in. That seemed to be the biggest talker of the weekend. Uh, Bama Bob joins us as we uh, talk college football on a national basis. At least from yesterday, Bama, the biggest talker was uh, when it came down to that fourth spot, Ohio State and Alabama. Uh, The decision is, I'm sure it wouldn't surprise you one bit, did not go over well here in Big Ten country to seemingly the majority of people uh, who are sick of Alabama being in the uh, college football playoff. Uh, but they're in Bama. Uh, the committee's uh, tasked with identifying the four best teams in college football. They said Alabama is a better team than Ohio State. They for, therefore got the fourth bid. Were you surprised when you saw Alabama come up on the playoff grid? Uh, a little bit, Ken. Um, I mean, I have to admit, I, I thought they would, and you know, look, we can argue resumes and you know overall body of work and everything you know until we're till we're blue in the face and there's really no right argument and there's no wrong argument. Um, that said, I was surprised. I thought it would be Ohio State simply because from what Kirby Horcutt said the week prior was all things being equal, they would give you know precedence to somebody who won their conference, which Ohio State did and Alabama didn't. Uh, so that tells me that maybe Alabama was significantly rated higher than Ohio State in terms of the eyes of the committee. Um, but let me stop you right you know, there, Bama, because that's a good point you bring up last week because Holcott also said the difference between five and eight was razor thin. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I remember 
saying, you know, on our Wednesday spot, you know, th- just put Alabama eighth because basically, you I know, remember you saying that. Yep. Yeah, it's the three conference. You know, the three ranked teams in the in the conferences ahead of them: Clemson, uh, you know, Wisconsin, um, Oklahoma. You know, or not Oklahoma, um, Georgia, Auburn at the time. You know, just just put the other their three opponents in the championship games. Just put them at five, six, and seven because whoever wins is going to jump in anyway. Well, you know, I, it 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 it's becoming obvious now that the committee ranked Alabama, even though they dropped them to five. Uh, and I think had Wisconsin not been undefeated, Alabama would have been at four. I don't think there's any question uh, about that. So I just it, it did surprise me somewhat um, when I saw them. And again, there's no right argument and there's no wrong argument with this. Although, you know, after Skip Bayless tweets his outrage that Ohio State got left out, I am more convinced than ever that they made the right decision <laughs> yeah. to put Alabama. That's a good way of looking so. at it. Well, Bama, I mean, this is so simple, and, and my concern about this, you have a conference champion with two losses. Now, we know about right. the Iowa loss, but the other one was to Oklahoma. Well, if they had a one yeah. behind their name, and they're 12-1, and one, I don't think there's any way Ohio State is left out, even with that ugly so. loss to Iowa. I, I just can't see it. Is it time where athletic directors and head coaches might say, what's the point? What's the point of playing a high-profile game if you're not going to get any credit for it, or if you do lose that game and you have that extra loss, well, you're left out like Ohio State is. Yeah, that's that's the, that is becoming a, a I think a concern, and, and and it's a valid one as well. And you know that's my was my argument you know early on when we thought, well, what are we going to do? You know, when Alabama was undefeated, and what what if it comes down to a one loss Oklahoma and a one loss Ohio State, and each win their conference? You know, when back when Clemson was undefeated and. And, you know, and we had all these where it looked like it could come down to that. And my simple answer was you have to go with the team that won the head-to-head or else why play these games? Well, and now you're right. I, here's the interesting question, the, the thing that I would – and it's, it's hypothetical and we'll never know the answer. How what, – what was the – what weighted the difference? Was it the two losses or was it the fact that they lost by 31 points to an unranked Iowa team that – finished seven and five so in other words even had they beaten oklahoma would that have been enough to put them in my guess is it would have because if you're again if you're looking at you know who's the better team well went over oklahoma i think would have done it and then you may have then it might have come down to alabama and oklahoma and then you got your in my opinion then you would have had a real debate because i think oklahoma you can argue is better than alabama um and you can argue ohio state again but you're right. I am. I hope it doesn't get to the point where we are starting to set precedents in these athletic directors. You know, we don't get Notre Dame, Georgia. We don't get Ohio State, Oklahoma. We don't get some of these real tasty intersectional early season matchups. Uh, you know that that we've had and that fans that are good for the game and that fans look forward to. And you know that said. You know, I think it helped Oklahoma. I mean, had they lost that game, then you know maybe they would be on the outside looking in. So, in a way, it helps one team; it hurts another team. But I don't know that long term it will have much of an effect. I hope not, anyway. Um, but you, you never know. And you know, if we expand this to eight, you know, which I'm kind of opposed to, me too, uh, for a lot of reasons. Then you know, it will probably solve that debate uh, in terms of at least you know put the Power Five champions in, put the Group best group of five, and then give two at larges, and you know we'd be arguing over the at large spots then. Uh, but at least if you win your conference, you know you're in.
Mm. Talking about Bama Bob, talking college football with Bama Bob as we've uh, done all season long at this time. Bama, look, uh, I, I get the the argument about well, well, but hang on a second, Alabama is playing Mercer. To Nick Saban's credit, and I, and I don't think this is him just talking out of both sides of his mouth. I truly believe, I want to believe, and I do that he feels that. Power five schools should play power five teams. That the everybody it should be twelve games yeah. against power five competition. That we should get rid of these non con games. The television networks will be all for it. They could probably even squeeze more money, uh, believe it or not, because you're going to have terrific games right from the the get go. Um, right. Saban says it. Larry Scott says it. Um, everybody's just got to run the same. We're running the same race. Just run the same course, Bama. We've got to get to that point. It's easier said than done with all the scheduling that's done years in advance. Um, but I'm not sure that'll ever happen. Yeah, I'm not either, Ken. And, you know, Saban is on record for, for, uh, saying that. And, you know, the cynic will say, well, he knows it's never going to happen. So, of course, he's going to say it. And he's going to keep playing Mercer every year. Um, you know, the whole Mercer argument, and I've heard it from, you know, Joel Klatt and, you know, all, just all the other pundits, the anti-SEC pundits, and we all know who they are, and that's fine. They have their opinion. You know, Alabama opened against Florida State, okay? And at the time, Florida State was a top-five team, and had they not knocked Ricky Francois out of that game, uh, they would probably still be a top-ten team. I think he was probably at least good for three wins on that schedule, and maybe they go nine and three, and, you know, maybe Jimbo <laughs> You know, they made Jimbo Fisher a rich man, uh, essentially, because they basically drove him out of Tallahassee mm-hmm. and into $75 million at Texas A&M. But, you know, who who are some of these other teams playing opening week, I guess is, is what I will say. It, they, they all, you know, all of these teams have weak links, if you want to look at it on their schedules. Alabama just happens to come in the midst of an, an LSU at Mississippi State at Auburn you know, finish to the season. I mean, what are you, who, who are you supposed to schedule that week? I mean, and, and you know, again, when they choose to challenge themselves and open with, you know, a, a big school, as they've done, we all know the Saban model. I mean, they played Wisconsin. They played Michigan. They played Clemson twice. They played Virginia Tech twice. I mean, they've just played these, these big opening games. That's the model, neutral site. Um, and, you know, it's going to leave an opening at the end of your schedule. And who are you going to fill that with? Because, you can't really fill it with a lot of conference teams, even if it is a power five, because they're all playing conference games. The SEC doesn't have that model. The other model is, I think, can you talk about all run the same course? I do believe the SEC, and Saban, again, is on record as in favor of this. They should play nine conference games. I mean, you know, right now they play eight. Everybody else plays nine uh, for the most part. So, uh, I, you know, it's probably coming. It's going to be a slow churn. Uh, because of nothing else, listen, we're all going to argue over this. We're, we argue last year, we're going to argue next year. And at the end of the day, that's really good for the sport and, you know, the, the powers that be and, and everything else because it keeps college football in the news cycle, you know, during the NFL season. And, you know, sometimes the NFL, we all know, is king. And right now, college football is being talked about as much, if not more, than the NFL. And, you know, it will be for another few days and, you know, then when the playoffs come around again. But, um, I don't know. The, the whole Mercer thing to me is, is, is it's, a, it's a shallow argument, a hollow argument, but 
I do believe that eventually we'll get to an 18 playoff and we'll all start playing nine conference games and eventually they'll start playing all power five schools. Well, Bama, we can mark our calendars for a year from today because uh, the Bama detractors will be talking about this game against Citadel on November the 11th <laughs> because our 17th rather, because that's already exactly. locked in for next year. Bama on Wednesday, let's, uh, let's, let's kind of get into some of these bowl games a little bit. If that's okay with you, we are, we ran out of time on this one today on the the playoff but there's some juicy games um let's let's pick apart a few of those and then we'll save friday for army navy for schedule laws thank you bama bob appreciate it as always all right guys thanks a lot appreciate you having me on good to talk to you Ta- talking college football with uh with bama bob have you looked at the majority of the games uh, the bowl games trent a little bit i so i'm into this pool every year confidence we, pool no 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 different oh, kind of pool okay we it's like fantasy we draft guys so I'm taking a look. All right, who's got a bad rush defense? Oh, Miami is so you get good. all the bowl teams to do that. Yes, so you can pick somebody from. Oh, I don't know. Let's see a matchup here. Utah State. They're playing New Mexico State. You want the running back from New Mexico State? You draft him. So we go like that. Uh, my first round pick, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Miami's rush defense isn't very good. So mm-hmm. outside of that, though, that's an interesting pool. So yeah. where, where do you get together to do this? Oh, uh, we just do it over email. It usually takes about. Two weeks. So, so uh, 15 of us are in this monstrosity of a pool. But it makes the bowl games more interesting oh, because I'll have a guy. In most games. Yeah. And well, oh, pick, Utah State. Here we go. I like the confidence pool that I'm in. You yeah. Know, you sign your, your best better, your, your, your team, the game you feel the most about, you put 36 points up, right? You, the team that you're complete coin flip, you give that a one. Uh-huh. And that's, you got your 36? Fun. No, I yeah. haven't. I'm nowhere close yet. Okay. I'm nowhere close yet. Uh, do you? No, not nothing. I haven't dug that deep into matchups yet, but I, I love this. Who's going to win the national? Well, you know what? I'll save that on the other side. Okay. Um, we got some. We got a lot of ground coverage. Or basketball tonight too. It's yeah. kind of lost on the uh, on on the slates. Both schools in action. I like. I can't remember what Iowa State looks like. Well, they haven't played in over a week. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, well, you know what? I, I want to spend more time on the Penn State Iowa game yeah. as well. They just couldn't get over the hump, Trent. Right. It just—they never led in the basketball game. Never. They did do what I wanted, though. I, I wondered if they'd be able to do it. Nicholas Bayer played a little too. Yeah, he I did. Like that. And he's starting. I like that. Do you like that too? Not as much as him at the two. Right. They have a weakness in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. If Moss isn't going, play that lineup because he got plenty of guys that can play up front. Like to see it a little bit more. Yeah, Penn State's got a decent team. I there, think, yeah, they, they were good. They're not bad. We'll take a time out. Uh, the one o'clock hour is coming up next. Dylan Montz will be here at one twenty. Look forward to that. Trent and I are here every Monday through Friday, noon to two, seventeen hundred KBGG. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans, seventeen hundred KBGG. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. 
At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. This holiday season, make the smart choice and switch to Sprint and get a new Samsung Galaxy S8, S8 Plus, Note 8, or S8 Active with 50% off your lease. That's right, the hottest Samsung devices, 50% off. Plus, with Galaxy Forever, you can upgrade to the latest Galaxy anytime after 12 lease payments. And when you switch to Sprint, you get the best price for Unlimited. $25 per month per line for a family of four, plus get a fifth line free. That's 50% off Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. You also get 10 gigabytes of mobile hotspot in HD, so you can stream your favorite holiday movies, music, and games. So stop by your local Sprint store, Sprint.com slash holiday deals, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 to learn more. Requires 18-month lease and new line savings via monthly credit applied within two bills. Early termination results and remaining balance due after 131.19. Pay $38 a line per month with auto pay. Excludes taxes, surcharges, and roaming. Compared to Verizon Beyond Unlimited rates, AT&T Unlimited Plus Plan and T-Mobile One Plus Plan for five lines. Carrier features differ. Coverage and offer not everywhere. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Hey, Big Poppy. DXL wants to know how you excel. I excel under pressure. DJ Khaled. I excel for the encore. And Sundance. I excel at any key. Oh, yeah. DXL, the destination for men's XL style. Unrivaled fits from hundreds of brands. Visit DestinationXL.com or a store near you. However you excel, excel in style. Time to excel. Denise, Denise, when you're not near, my heart does... De- decrease? No, that's not good. He went to Jared because he realized a necklace would probably say it a little better. It's the Jared Last Chance to Save event with amazing discounts store wide, special pricing on hundreds of new pieces, and exclusive jewelry you'll only find at Jared. The Jared Last Chance to Save event, December 7th through 10th. Some exclusions apply. See jared.com for details. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast, and you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. The rate today on a 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.875%, APR 4.05%. But choosing the right mortgage lender means choosing more than just a rate. Does calling the company with 11 J.D. Power Awards for client service matter? Does calling the company that invented Rocket Mortgage, the industry's most innovative technology, matter? If working with America's number one online lender matters to you, call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to Rocket Mortgage. Mortgage.com. Equal housing lender. 